Monday on the Podbean app and available on demand everywhere podcasts can be found and always at WindyCitySlam.com. My name is Chris Lanuti, joined via the interwebs by Mike Pankow. Michael, how are you? I'm good. Just enjoying this December-like weather in October here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, we just kind of skipped fall, which, which I hate. I think it's going to come back as this week goes on. You know, I saw an interesting tweet today. I believe you retweeted it because I don't follow ESPN because uh, I think they're hacks. But uh, I saw I saw that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin 22 years ago on this day yeah. visited Vince McMahon in the hospital, and that was a that was a heck of a moment. I mean, like let's think about that. That was that was back when they were full on Attitude Era, and it was absolutely amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a great moment. I, it was one of my most watched moments on the network. I go back and watch it every couple months when I feel like I need a good laugh. Uh, seeing Vince there at his tidy whitey, he's getting beat up by Stone Cold and then hit with the bedpan, of course. The whole bedpan McMahon deal. And funny stuff. And that was when Stone Cold was riding in on the Zamboni. That's when he was spraying Vince and Shane with beer. A lot of fun times. I mean, those were the days, man. Those were the days. And, and you know, I know we got a lot we're going to get into today. We got local stuff, NXT, AEW, WWE. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. It's interesting to me that I'm reading. Uh, I was reading it this weekend. I saw another uh, little blurb about it today. There's a, uh, a lot of backstage buzz that it's possible that Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are doing their own thing. That WWE creative is not very involved in that storyline which is something that Heyman and Lesnar had the ability to do whatever they wanted to. And now there's some freedom with Roman Reigns. It's not the way it used to be where these guys used to be able to sit down and come up with their own stuff. WWE creative is normally very, very involved now in every single aspect from the promos and stuff like that. Have you been able to notice anything different in the Reigns storyline and Reigns himself that's different from the rest of the show? Is it noticeable to you? I Yeah, I, 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 it is noticeable. Um, no, as I stumble over my voice here, it is noticeable to me. I mean, I think Roman's like seems like he's talking more freely. It's more natural. It's not contrived or canned. It's a little bit more of his personality kind of shining through with the promos with Paul, the whole tribal chief storyline. And I was just going to get into this in my WWE talk with SmackDown, I basically rewatched the Roman Reigns Jay Uso match again. Uh, right after I watched NXT Takeover last night, really, really thought it told a good story. Uh, it's going to continue apparently with Reigns and Jay Uso in another match. And basically, what Roman told Jay is like the stakes are going to be the highest they've ever been, which is a tease towards some storyline tweak. Which we, I have no idea what it could be. I mean, is he going to force? Jay to join his cause with Paul Heyman? Is Jay going to be forced out of WWE? I mean... Are they going to wrestle on top of a giant structure that's so high they've never wrestled that high before? Like, <laughs> like you never know what they're going to end up doing with that. But, I mean, it's always this hyperbole of, like, this is going to be the most dangerous match ever. You know, when you do that, you really got to come through. Because if it's something that we just saw six months to two years ago... Then it rings hollow. So I hope they have like a good payoff to that. 
Oh, if you remember, they were hyping uh, uh, the Randy Orton Edge as the greatest wrestling match ever. And while it was very, very good, I mean, that, that's a really high standard to hold yourself to. So, yeah, you got to be careful with the hyperbole, with the um, uh, allu- illusions of, of grandeur about, you know, kind of hyping yourself up or maybe overhyping yourself. Uh, so Vince trust Heyman and and Roman to do their own thing separate from WWE creative. He, he doesn't mm-hmm. trust that with very many people. I know you can't do it for everybody. Like to sit there and say like, all these guys should be able to do whatever the hell they want to. That's just not how a workplace goes. I get it. I get if they want to have some control, but there's gotta be other guys that would flourish under that type of thing where they could break off and do their own thing. Is there anybody that comes top of mind to you? That you're like, that that guy right there or that gal right there, that wrestler right there, they should be able to do what they want to do or those two should be able to kind of figure out their own thing because they have the ability to do it? Or is it that you have no way of knowing because WWE has never really given them a chance to show what they can do? In WWE, I think a great guy that could do that is Kevin Owens. I mean, he he's doing a pretty good job as a babyface now, believe it or not. But I thought he did his best work as a heel, as just being a, a total jerk, an a-hole. But I think if they give Kevin Owens some free reign with what he what he should say and what he what he does, I think Kevin Owens would be huge. That's a perfect example of what you were going for, I think. I've always been a big KO fan. And I, I know not everybody likes him. Like I have friends of mine are like, they just don't, they don't like him. They know, they, they, you know, they have the same feeling as, as let's say uh, Vince would have with, he needs muscular guys and he's, he's not a muscular guy, but it, mm-hmm. I, I love him. I, I mean, I got a KO shirt that I wear every once in a while. I'm a, I'm a big KO fan. I, I like the fact that you said that about him, but I, it, the real shame is the fact that all we can do is talk about it on this podcast. You don't actually mm-hmm. get to see it that often, which kind of sucks. I, you know, it's, it, 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 it's, It's frustrating to me. It makes me like I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day about watching wrestling these days. You got to you got to be able to digest three hours of raw, two hours of Smackdown, the NXT show, the pay-per-views, the stuff that's online and everything else. And there's so much material. You essentially have to be only into wrestling to be able to watch everything. And the the thing is is that if it was it's almost like it's too much. If they could cut it down a little bit, or let's say make one of the shows where you send your stars to have free reign. And if they can't make it there, then then they then they don't make it anywhere. Like almost like, you know, if you go to such and such brand, you could do whatever you want to. And and, and mm-hmm. if you're good at it, great. And if you suck at it, well, you took the risk. You're out. You know? I think it's a gr- great idea, great concept. Just spin something off into this really cool show or really cool brand that they do where it's a lot less restrictive in terms of you know what the guys can do in terms of promos and stories and doing stuff in the ring. I mean, I would love to see something like that. Will it ever happen? Probably not under Vince McMahon's watch, maybe under Triple H's watch down the line. And I think, you know, if Triple H is the guy that does succeed Vince McMahon, I think you may see more realistic storylines and, and guys doing more things, you know, creatively on their own rather than being handheld by creative or a bunch of writers or, or good old Vince himself. Any more WWE stuff you want to touch on? Yeah, since we're in the WWE, um, back to SmackDown. And speaking of Kevin Owens, the KO show this past week on SmackDown, Alexa Bliss was on there. And I just want to comment that I just love the Alexa Bliss transformation and how her character continues to become even darker with The Fiend's influence. Um, if I had a better sound effect, I would play it. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Alexa Bliss stan. 
Like I just, I, I love mm-hmm. her. So I love her. I love her. If I didn't have my wife sleeping in the same bedroom as me, there would be a poster of her on my ceiling. Like I was a 14 year old girl, but go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Like, uh, like the girls with, with the tiger beat magazines. Basically. Yeah. That's what I would have. <laughs> her posters would be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Not just for a tiger beat in 2020. So, you know, uh, that tells you how old we are anyway. Uh, tapping on raw real quick. This past week, we had Bobby Roode returning after a long absence, and uh, he wrestled and lost in the main event to Drew McIntyre. Bobby looks good. Um, nice to see him back. Would love to see him get a little bit of a push again. And another one of your favorites, and actually one of my favorites in ring, Zelina Vega, had a, a series of matches with Asuka over the last week or so, and she showed very, very well. And I always thought she had that talent in her going back to Impact Wrestling a few years ago. She's really, really good. I, I think now that she's getting her chance to do more in-ring rather than just being a, a manager or a valet, I think we're going to see a lot of good stuff from Zelina Vega. I assume you agree with that. Here's the thing. There's a difference. Like, like I, I, I hate to be a pig at the age of 43 years old with a teenage daughter, okay? But I look at mm-hmm. both of them and I'm like, they're hot. But I feel like Alexa Bliss, far better wrestler, you know? Like, I can judge Alexa Bliss on her wrestling. She's absolutely spectacular at it. And so, I mean, like she, she reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, I, you know, now it's, it's, again, it it slips from my brain from time to time. She reminds me of like the biggest stars in, you know, female wrestling. Like she could sit up there with that group. She should have a very long career. Zelina Vega has an awful lot. Still. She has the proof that, I mean, that's, that's the easiest way that I could put it. I hope she does well. has a lot more to, she has to prove. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I can understand that. I mean, on the big stage, Selena Vega is still kind of new. I mean, you go back a few years, you see her impact. She did great. It's Thea Trinidad. But now, yeah, she's on the WWE scene. She's finally getting an opportunity. So I'm looking forward to seeing her grow on that Raw brand or if she gets drafted to SmackDown, which, you know, this week we have this, the Raw and SmackDown, uh, the WWE draft, starting Friday night the 9th and continuing to Monday night on the 12th. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of shuffle they do with the roster once again. The latest and greatest for the Seth Rollins Rey Mysterio feud that seems to be going on and on and on and on now is apparently, you'll love this it's sports entertainment crazy now it's apparently leading to Rey's 19 year old daughter Aaliyah feeling sympathy for Seth's browbeaten disciple Murphy so, hmm, where could that lead? Yeah, I'm kind of pulled in by that story too I'm looking to see how they advance that does um, maybe Aaliyah, you know, there's some spark of romance there. And then Ray and, and Ray's wife, Angie, kind of go crazy over that. I mean, what about Dominic? Is Dominic going to get upset? Is Dominic going to support it? Uh, I mean, this whole There's so many layers to this now. Uh, it's kind of crazy. And, um, yeah, that's it for WWE. But I would love to get into NXT TakeOver. Yeah, let's get into it. But before we do that, have you seen this story about um – uh, he was a presidential candidate for a little while there, Andrew Yang, and yes. who was, was tweeting that he's got wrestlers reaching out to him because they're being all forced to sign new contracts that um, that ha- lets WWE take over their Twitch accounts and their mm-hmm. social media stuff. I, I find that yeah. to be fascinating to me because, it, like, you could literally, if you're, let's say that you're a big talent, you could push back and say, no. Nope, and if you don't like it, fire me because then I get to go someplace else because my original contract was this. 
You fired me because I wouldn't change my contract. Therefore, my non-complete P cause is gone. I mean, it would be it'd be fascinating to see one of these bigger wrestlers push back against Vince and say, Vince and say no, release me then. Release me and I'll yes. walk in the door at AEW tomorrow. You know, it won't be the smaller ones. The smaller ones are the ones that are crying, complaining, and moaning. But I imagine mm-hmm. that a bigger talent could look at him and be like, nah, what are you going to do? You're going to let me go? No. You let me go, I move on, I go someplace else. And I don't even need to listen to your non-compete anymore. I don't need to even have to wait because you're the one who ended the contract because I wouldn't sign up. I mean, I would imagine it would be a fascinating legal battle right there. And, and I, 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 I was reading about it today, and I just it was something I wanted to bring up today because I just, to me... It's a fascinating thing when there's a when there's another uh, bigger promotion as an AEW that's sitting there that he would try to 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 nip all these things in the bud and gain more control because that's the same thing that drove people to WCW that left him and went to WCW. So it's like he didn't he isn't learning that lesson. I, I think that'd be just a fascinating thing to see if something happens in the next week or two if you see a talent walk out the door or if you hear that it was some guys got an exception. Because I would think push is coming to shove on a few people if they really care about those accounts. Yeah, I'll throw out a name to you right now. AJ Styles, probably the biggest star, as we know, in WWE that has a Twitch account that that goes on there frequently and does stuff like that. AJ Styles is a name that could potentially push back. And that's a guy they definitely don't want to lose to an AEW. So if there is pushback there, it'd be interesting to see the, the clash of the titans behind the scenes between AJ Styles and WWE Brass. Right, because he's going to sit there and say, I got a contract. He's going to be like, I already have a contract with you. I, I'm not adding anything in there. That's a new negotiation. If you want to negotiate something new with me, then you need to pay me more money. You need to give me a different out clause. You need to change X, Y, and Z. You want to add something into my contract that helps you? You got to add something into my contract that helps me. If you have leverage, you can do that in a contract situation. So that's the guy. You're right. That's the guy that would be sitting there going, nah, I'm, you're not taking over my Twitch. Like, no, nah, that ain't happen. You know, I'm not, I'm not really that concerned. I'm AJ Styles, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. That, that ain't happening. You're right about that. Yeah, that's the name I think that would would rock the boat a little bit. Uh, uh, Sunday night, or last night, if you're listening live today, it's NXT TakeOver 31 and another strong show for NXT. And I've mentioned before how NXT is my favorite brand in professional wrestling. The main event was Finn Balor defeating Kyle O'Reilly in an NXT championship match. A hard-hitting affair between two pros. And it was a really, really nice showcase for O'Reilly who's a guy who's been primarily uh, tagged as a tag team wrestler with Undisputed Era in NXT over the last few years. He showed really, really well. Uh, at the end of the match, a newer character to the NXT brand, Rich Holland, who is a former rugby player, he had a little bit of a stint in NXT UK as well. He came out with a beaten down Adam Cole over his shoulder and threw him to the ground. So this is an interesting little twist. Now, and now over the last couple of months, Undisputed Era, after being a bunch of badass heels for like three years or so, have now been portrayed more as a sympathetic group. And this goes back to cold little spat with Pat McAfee. So it'd be very interesting to see if is Undisputed Era becoming more babyface now, more uh, sympathetic to the fans. Very interesting. I mean, I always thought they were a great heel group, but uh, let's see what the, where this takes it. Yeah, well, you know, some sometimes it's almost like they try to flip from heel to babyface, babyface to heel with groups or wrestlers. But, you know, some of them just leave them what they are, you know? I mean, it, it, if you screw that up, it's a complete mess. But 
I think that what happens is you got to sit down every week and come up with something new. And sometimes you just feel like it's time to pull that lever and see what happens. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, sometimes things are better left alone, you know. Obviously, you know, turning CM Punk babyface, you know, they wanted to get the marketing and that. But you could have probably left him heel all those years ago. And and I think the fans still would have ate it up and it would have been better for better television. But that's just an example on my part. Uh, Back to the takeover real quick. Let's just shoot through the matches. Io Shirai retained the NXT Women's title, defeating Candice LeRae. And then after the match, we saw both Tony Storm on the Titan Tron and then Ember Moon come back into the arena. Now, Ember Moon was a main roster wrestler the last couple of years, but she has been injured for like, like the last six to eight months. I believe it was an Achilles, so that's a bad injury. But now she's back and ready to go on NXT. So there's going to some, be some new women's blood on NXT, which I'm very excited about. Tony Storm and Ember Moon coming back into NXT. Um, then we had Damian Priest defeating Johnny Gargano to retain the NXT North American title. So the Gargano family goes 0 for 2 with LaRay losing and Gargano losing. And then we had San- Santos Escobar defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. And in a match that I really, really liked was Kushida getting a big win over Velveteen Dream by tap out. So again, another great show for NXT. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, maybe seeing Kushida get pushed up the ladder a little bit more. Are you surprised that a Velveteen Dream taps out? I mean, wasn't it? Didn't bit. it feel like that they're yeah, they're bit. building him up, and then all, now all of a sudden it's almost like he got buried in that match? Does that? Uh, am I am I crazy to think that? That's surprising, based upon his run that he would tap out. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of tearing him down a little bit. I think maybe to rebuild him. There's been stuff outside the ring that have been a little bit of controversy. I mean, it's just reports. I mean, I don't know what to believe with it. I'm not going to pass judgment on it. But yeah, there's been some been some outside the ring issues with him and social media and stuff like that. So that might have something to do with maybe the de-emphasizing his push or making him tap out or making making him more humble in the ring. But yeah, that's um. Very, very uh, good point on your part, seeing, seeing him tap out last night. All right, want to get in some AEW real quick? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Something I'm really looking forward to this week on AEW Dynamite. We have an old school dog collar match. Cody Rhodes, Brody Lee. Now, uh, last week they were setting this up. Cody's back. He came back a couple weeks ago. Now he, he's back to the dark hair again. No more bleach blonde. Uh, and he, basically he wanted to talk about Brody's challenge, and then he's like, oh, I'm corporate now, I'm an executive vice president, and he wants to avoid blood and violence, starts walking away with his head down. Then he turns around and says, you know what? Oh, what the hell? You're on. So we're going to have an old-fashioned dog collar match on TNT this week, so let's see how much blood they have on national TV. Now, this conjures up thoughts of an old Starcade match from the mid-'80s with Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, and Greg the Hammer Valentine at a Starcade where they were just bleeding like stuck pigs. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be that violent, but that's kind of what I'm thinking in terms of a dog collar match. Yeah, I would think that it's going to be – you know, I don't know how you put a collar around uh, uh, a couple of different uh, large men's necks and it isn't violent, you know? I mean, I, I, like at some point, violence is going to happen. But, uh, you know – that. that, that it could be it could be really over the top, and I would imagine that's a tough match to have to actually choreograph because there's going to be an awful lot of choking, and you don't want to accidentally like kill your in ring competitor. <laughs> yeah, 
And Brody's a pretty tall guy too, so there's kind of like a you know a size differential too. So I'll be interested to see how that works with a, a taller guy like Brody. And one thing I want to bring up about last week's Dynamite, my favorite match on that show was FTR and SCU in a classic tag team match. And the finish was Tully Blanchard, who's FTR's manager. He hooked Scorpio Sky's leg as he was trying to suplex one of the FTR guys. So basically he tripped him down. Um, Sky took the impact and one of the FTR members got the pin as Blanchard was holding down the leg of Scorpio Sky from the outside. Of course, the ref didn't see it. Now, this was a, la a Bobby Heenan-type moment to helping out Rick Rude and the, uh, the beat the Ultimate Warrior back at WrestleMania Five for the Intercontinental Championship. So that harkens back to nostalgia and old school. Great old school heel work there. I love to see that type of stuff. I love to see managers getting involved again in AEW. Probably one of my favorite things about that company. Yeah, well, that's one of the things, though. It's been hard to do that because of all the different COVID restrictions. Like, they're trying to keep down the amount of people that are that are involved in things. But yes, I, I, that's, you know, that's one of the things you kind of want to see is the more the world goes back to normal, the more wrestling goes back to normal and you get to see those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, uh, awesome, awesome moment there. Uh, I, I mean, I love the, I was a big brain busters fan. I was a big four horsemen fan. So totally Blanchard doing that really, really, uh, warmed my heart a bit. Uh, now let's switch over to the local scene real quick before we get to, you know, the, we have a little announcement at the end of the show, so kind of a way to keep you guys uh, to stay tuned. Chicago Land Championship Wrestling, as we've mentioned the last couple of weeks, we had a couple of great guests, John Bullard and the mercenary Garrison Creed. And if you want to listen to those interviews, you can go back and review our past episodes on WindyCitySlam.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. And, and you can check out those shows now. They're all up on On Demand. Anyway, but Chicagoland Championship Wrestling, last Saturday, October 3rd, by all accounts, a really, really fun show. I've seen pictures. I was not able to attend because of, you know, real life. But uh, I won't reveal spoilers since this will be showing up on Amazon Prime and other media outlets in the coming weeks. So tip of the hat, John Bullard. I mean, I've seen so much positive reaction from it. So I'm very, very happy for them. AAW Pro is back. Alive and Well. Alive was the name of the show, actually. Thursday, October 1st, back good old 115 Bourbon Street and Marionette Park. We had one title change on that show. That was Ace Austin and Madman Fulton became the new AAW Tag Team Champions. They defeated the besties in the world. And I'm telling you about Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. They are really coming on. They could end up winning the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships. That's where they became a team. Now, Fulton was a guy who was in NXT a few years ago as part of the Sanity Group before he got replaced by Killian Dane. Real big dude. I saw him at Warrior Wrestling a few weeks ago. And Ace Austin is kind of a smaller guy, a cruiserweight, crafty wrestler. I love the little man, big man dynamic with their team. Kind of reminds me maybe a little bit of the Hart Foundation, although their size differential wasn't as much as these two. But Neidhart was the power guy. Brett was a smaller, more technical, a little bit more high-flying guy. So that's what I like about Ace Austin, Bad Man Fulton, and they are the new AAW Tag Team Champions. And real quick, they had a couple of other matches from that show. Mance Warner retained his AAW title over Jake Crist. We had Hakeem Zayn retaining the AAW Heritage Championship over a young Travis Titan. Elena Black made her AAW debut. She defeated Sky Blue in a women's match. 
And then a six-man tag with, by all reviews was really, really awesome. Gringo Loco and Top Flight, who are Airwolf and Angel Dorado. Those are guys I've all seen at Warrior Wrestling in the past. They defeated the team of Trey Miguel, who was a surprise appearance that night, plus Stephen Wolf and Ace Perry. So really, really strong card from AAW. Now they're back. They're rolling again. They have another show in a few weeks. One more local point to hit on in terms of stuff that has passed rather than coming attractions. Black Label Pro's TurboGrap 16 tournament was in Crown Point, Indiana. We saw Alex Shelley blow through that tournament to win the TurboGrap 16 tournament. And he also, in the first round of that tournament, they had a title match where he defeated Kylie Ray for the Black Label Pro Midwest Championship. So big weekend for Alex Shelley. Congratulations on him winning that tournament. And now uh, some coming attractions. This coming week, we got a lot of stuff coming out again. Shows are starting to come back. Companies we have not seen for months are starting to bring back their shows. And we'll get to that in just a second. But first, I want to mention POW Entertainment. And it's a kind of a benefit show. And it's also the pet the penultimate show to Wrestle Rage, which is in November, which is their biggest show of the year. They have a show called Scaring Away Cancer for Spider. And it's going to be at Yorkville Pins in Yorkville, Illinois, 6 p.m. Saturday night. Uh, I think a portion of the proceeds are going toward helping out this uh, this gentleman. And it should be a fun show. Powell always does a good job bringing people in and having some great matches. Now, the big events I want to mention are Saturday and Sunday, October 10th and 11th. And now this is a big independent wrestling festival at the Marion County Fairgrounds in Indianapolis. And a lot of Chicago area talent and Chicago area promotions would be running shows that weekend, including a collaboration by promotions we have not seen since February. Freelance Wrestling and Freelance Underground are doing a show together in Indianapolis. And just some of the matches announced so far, we've got Kylie Ray facing the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. Um, our friend and everybody's friend, Robert Eagle Anthony from Joliet, with his manager, Frank the Clown, against Effie. And then Lainey Luck will be defending her Freelance Underground Independent Championship against Faye Jackson. So that's going to be an action-packed show. That's late Saturday night into Sunday. It's a uh, 11.59 Eastern time start for that show. So they'll be wrestling after midnight in Indianapolis. So that ought to be fun. And then on Sunday, Black Label Pro is running a show, and the all-women's company, Shimmer, run by Dave Prezak, who usually runs out of the Berwyn Eagles Club. They're making their return after several months of canceled shows next Sunday, October 11th at Indy. So the collective should be a fun event, 10th and 11th, Indianapolis. Good stuff. Sounds like a big time out there. Yeah, and I just, um, I think I talked myself out talking about the local stuff. <laughs> You have a guest. You have a guest next week, though, right? You have somebody lined up. Yes, we do. Uh, very excited about this one. We've been chatting on and off the last couple of weeks on uh, Twitter. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, next week's Windy City Slam podcast live Monday at noon, and then eventually on demand after that. Up and coming Chicago indie wrestler, yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw. Very excited to have Trevor on for the first time next week. Very, very cool. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm listening to all these shows and the fact that some of these promotions are coming back and things like that. And I think we're going to need to have 
another another top ten Mike's local wrestlers coming up. Maybe maybe next week or in a in a in a soon future week. Just the people that you would enjoy seeing the most. Because I feel like right now you're you know whether or not you're going to something, it, it matters who's performing. You know, if you're going to go and sit somewhere, it's got to be good. So I'm kind of curious, mm-hmm. like who your ten are. You know, your must sees in the area that if you see them on a card, go see that person. I definitely want to do that. Uh, maybe maybe even as soon as next week. If we don't do the entire half hour with our guest, like I would love to hear that from you because I think that right now with the, with the promotions coming back, you want to keep an eye towards certain names. Like if you see that worth the price of a ticket, you know, at least according to Mike Pankow. So throughout a top 10 of must see uh, wrestlers who work Chicago. Promotions. Yeah. I mean, however you want to craft it, but I'm thinking like, if you see it, then you should go see them. Like, I mean, if these are the people here locally that you want to go check out. I'm thinking in-ring ability. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like their matches are just better. They're just the okay. entertaining matches. Like, these are people you got to go see. That would be like, that'd be kind of a fun thing to run down because we're going to get all these promotions coming back and people might not be familiar with all the best names out there. And they're trying to figure so out where, where can I go do something and watch some wrestling? And the, we give them the list of people like, you see this name, pfft, that's a good match right there. That 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 so guy maybe, can that that guy or gal can wrestle. So maybe a different, little bit different tenor from the list we did back. I believe in maybe February. Or definitely, March. definitely. I'm giving you a homework assignment, Mike. Okay, like you don't do enough for this show. I'm giving you a homework assignment because that's <laughs> that's what I did. You're You say that my soul is-